Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. My name is Justin Conigle. My co-host today is Amanda Dahl. Today, we're going to be talking about future-proofing your business. Saying Facebook dropped off today. 
there's a reason why we're talking about this today and it matters because businesses can collapse at any point look at best buy look at blockbuster look at myspace and yeah facebook instagram they're big now but that can change and we are at war hard times create hard men hard men create soft times soft times create soft men soft men create hard times we are now around soft men and hard times people think that you should be weak and you should be docile no you should be a monster and then learn how to control it it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war it doesn't mean that you can't be kind if you're strong but it does mean you can't be strong if you're weak so we are going to weaponize you today. We're gonna to go through seven steps on how you can future-proof your business. I'm gonna change my audio quality to medium because I do think that is going to, there you go, change the red bar of death and keep me on track here. Understand that from a marketing perspective, things change generationally, right? In the 1950s, 90% of the Fortune 500 list lost market share. And that coincided with the time that radio was going up against color TV. And everybody thought color TV was a fad, and they were wrong. And then in the early 2000s, call it the late 90s, the internet came out. And I remember people thinking it was a fad. They were wrong. Years later, people came online and said, I'm never going to put my credit card online. I'm not going to buy things online. Look at the world we're living in now. How many Amazon boxes are showing up at your doorstep every single day? Right? We can get into the digital revolution, which is happening right now. And it's undeniable at this point. Or we can stick our head in the sands and say, well, I, what I've done to build my business and has worked forever is good enough. It's not good enough. And if you're somebody that has made it, you got all the money you're happy with and you're finished, right? I'm talking you're retired. You don't need any more purpose in your life. Maybe, maybe your passion is not building. That's okay. Like that, maybe this session isn't actually going to be for you. But if you're somebody who isn't finished yet, and you want to be weaponized so that if Facebook or Instagram or Google shut down tomorrow, you would be okay. This is going to be a great session for you. So I think the very first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to coincide this with a stack of books that I have to me on my left. So get your pens handy, and we're going to talk about the structure of future-proofing your business. So step one, I would say you actually need to have some type of goal or vision, right? You need to understand your why. There's a great book called Building a Story Brand that talks about this exact process from start to finish. And it's really creating a one-liner that you could say to anybody in your organization or anybody outside your organization that tells them exactly who you are. So if you haven't done that work, you definitely need to sit down and figure that part out first. And keep in mind, you're not the hero in this story. The consumer is, right? You're not Luke Skywalker, they are, you're Yoda. And that's definitely one of the biggest things that I've learned and has shifted everything for me in my business was, starting to listen to the questions that they had and the problems and the villains that they have in their world and solving those questions. So I'm going to flip it over to Amanda. Amanda, I know you've gone through some massive shifts and some huge opportunities are coming your way. What was that goal vision shift for you and how would you encourage people to find their, their vision for what they want to accomplish? That's a really great question and it can feel really daunting at first. And I think um, for me, it was just really centering myself. So I, am somebody who likes to be completely vulnerable, completely transparent. And I I feel like it gives me a sense of freedom, even though there's some absolutely some fear and limiting beliefs that come with that. And so for me, I was like, what is my like, what, are, what, what is it at my core? 
Like I know that I am 100% passionate about the work that I do and what is it that I want to accomplish? And so for me, it was all about my core values. It, I absolutely 100% want to be, have a hand in or want to be part of developing leaders in this world. I think there is an absolute lack of leadership. And so I started with that. If I want to develop leaders in this world, what does that look like? And I started to work backwards and that gave me extreme clarity as to how I wanted to do it and you know, by what means I was gonna do it and what that looked like in time and what that looked like in energy and what that looked like in effort. But it all started with centering me because at the end of the day, I know that if I don't stick to my cores, my beliefs, my morals, my values, and like my, I'm not in my work, it will never be fulfilling for me. I'll never be extremely passionate about it. So back to you, Justin. I love that so much. And, you know, a lot of times people think, well, I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to be this person. I'm going to be that person. And the different seats on the bus that you can sit in, you got to find the right one. Right. And recently, I'm the guy that's, you know, serving the food and making sure the plates are okay. And I'm, I'm the one that's around in that position. Right. I may not be the one hosting the party because I don't want to deal with the organization side of things, but I want to be belly to belly with the people while they're eating and sit down next to them. And, and break bread and build with them, right? I think that self-work is ultra, ultra, ultra key. The second step that I would say is you gotta start learning, right? You have to be hungry. The people that are on this stage and the people that you know I really respect and admire in my life are the ones that have this insatiable thirst. I'm watching Glenn go through it right now. I'm watching Brielle go through it and Tamara and Sarah and Jane. I literally go down the entire list of everybody here right now. And you can always see that, you know, they don't have time to focus on the negative because they're just moving at a speed of, of implementation, like our friend James likes to say, right? And they're always thirsting for knowledge. I, I like to have some structure around that thirst because maybe I'm the only person, but I'll read like four books at the same time, listen to three audiobooks at the same time, flash your mics if you have this problem or if I'm just solo because I, I feel like it's a me problem. Okay, you all made me feel better about my life today. Um, but, you know, I break it up into a few different things, right? One is media, because that's a big focus in what I do, right, with the production company and that side of my business. And right now, my main focus is YouTube. And I, I'm literally looking at one of my uh, channels, and I've had three leads come in off a video that I posted three months ago that only has like 2,000 views. One from Etobicoke, one from BC, and another one just came in from the GTA. These are all probably two, $2 million buyers and change, right? Just coming from those types of markets. And this is organic. I didn't pay a dime for it. I shot a video that was three pros and three cons of the city I live in. And I just posted it. It's not a great video. It's like less than five minutes long. I didn't really put too much thought into it, but it's an example of what somebody taught me can happen, right? So find some way that, you know, maybe it's YouTube for you right now. Maybe it's just the skill of pressing record because what I'm doing here transcends YouTube. Right, learning the skill of communicating effectively and answering other people's problems in a very concise way that serves them. YouTube can shut down tomorrow. I promise you there's gonna be another video platform. Right. I promise you I can take this video and I can run ads on TV. I promise you it's it's a skill that transcends platforms, right? It future proofs my business because I don't really care about the platform. The platform needs me more than I need it. Right. So there's a great book called YouTube Secrets. Um, we had Benji Travis on this room. About a month ago, um, a monster, he wrote it with Sean Cannell, and I can tell you it's one of the best books. Um, the second book, or second section that I like to focus on is leadership, right? How can I effectively lead my community, my clients, and my team? And I think there's three people that I'd point out. One is John uh, Maxwell, phenomenal. There's a book I'm reading called How Successful People Think. 
just around the habits of successful people. There's Harvard's put out a series, and the one I'm reading right now is Authentic Leadership, and it's the Harvard Business Review Press. Little snap, like tiny books that you can read that give you insights into some of the brightest minds on the planet. And then the third guy that I like from a leadership standpoint is Jocko Willink. Um, he has a book called Leadership Strategy and Tactics. He also has Extreme Ownership, which talks about heavy discipline. I've built my business around SOPs and military structure, so I've built the divisions just like the Navy SEALs. Like I have my demo guys, my snipers, and, and my data team, and all that stuff. It's just in my space. So look for other industries where you can pull things into your industry and implement them. Because I promise you, if you just look at the way things have been done forever in your industry, you're going to be out of business because somebody's going to come along like me in your industry and just bring a new concept and listen to the consumers as to what they want. Sales is obviously another focus of what I do, right? Sales and marketing and media are probably my three biggest. Big Money Energy, written by Mr. Ryan Serhant. So there's two books, actually. Sell It Like Serhant was the big shift for me in terms of structuring how I do sales, right? The entire process from structuring my day, finding clients, working with them, and then dealing with past clients. Big Money Energy is that, that, that vibe that you get from somebody when they're in the room or you're conversing with them, and you can tell they're doing things. Right. And you can tell, you know, they don't have a scarcity mindset. Like I've never met somebody that tears somebody down or leaves a negative comment on YouTube who has that big money energy. Right. Like they're usually coming from a place of uncomfortableness in their own life or, or anger or rage. And all the people that I respect, again, they just focused on moving at speed. Fun little fact for all you special people that happen to be in the room today, next Thursday morning at this exact same time, Ryan Serhant is actually coming on the Breakfast with Champions. I could have brought him into any room on Clubhouse, but this is the one that I think he's really going to speak to all of you because what he does transcends just real estate, right? It's it's amazing. Like if you haven't followed what Ryan's doing, go check him out. They're the number one real estate brand on the planet right now from a follower account and an impact perspective. And what he's doing on YouTube, you can take and implement in your business tomorrow. So get your questions ready for that. That's going to be a fire segment and then i had to mention green light and i had to mention traction because ramon and glenn both mentioned those like green light is definitely one of those books that can help you do the self-work that amanda was talking about and the last one i'm going to give you in this section as far as learning is super fans and that is about building community you really want to get to the core of it there's like a very simple concept where they teach you in super fans open up a spreadsheet go into your favorite you know facebook community group look for language Look for the questions that people are asking. Yeah, I'm really start struggling with content creation. I find that I just get paralyzed and I, I can't talk and I fumble my words. And you actually pull out the words, paralyzed, struggling with content. And then you start creating community engagement through answering those questions, right? So it really does give you a nice concise structure if you break out all the major things you'd like to learn and then put some implementation implementations in place. Back over to you, Amanda, because that was a mouthful. How do you like to learn, right? What are some other tips you can give people in terms of like satiating that constant fire or maybe even starting that constant fire? Well, you know, I, I absolutely just love everything that you uh, dropped on us. There were a lot of bombs there. And I was at a coaching retreat uh, last weekend um, and with some of the top coaches uh, literally in our industry. And two things that I took away from that. And so, you know, today we're talking about, you know, bulletproofing your business in the event that 
you know, a Facebook goes down or social or some platform goes down or whatnot. But I think these like apply regardless of what happens. Like when I think about what I do every day, like how do I really like bulletproof my business? How do I really bulletproof my initiative, my, my mission, my everything that I stand for? Two things really stuck out to me from this retreat. And the first one was one of the coaches said to us that the strength of your relationships is directly tied to the strength of the conversations you're having in those relationships. And it's so true because I think of all the people that I'm actually in relationship with or the people that I've been in relationship for years. And you all know, because I've said it plenty of times in this room that I just completely shifted this year and decided to launch my own business. And I think about those people that 100% were like my advocates and like right there on board with me. And you know, what's crazy is some of these people I haven't even met in person yet. The level of conversations that we have and the strength of the conversations that we have literally is the foundation of our relationships. So I thought that was just so key. So who's in your world, whether it be your the consumer, the clients that you're working with, the employees that you have, or the partners that you have in your organization, like what do those conversations look like? How strong are they? Because that's going to determine how strong your relationships are. And then the second thing that they said that was just uh, it's, you know, sometimes you hear stuff and you're like, duh, like why didn't I think of that? The second thing that was said was, that people enter your world or they decide to join forces with you, whether it be a consumer looking to buy your product or it be maybe you're a coach and it's someone who wants to hire you on or maybe it's an employee who you've been interviewing and now they've decided to join your world. Whatever the case may be, they decide to join forces with you because of what they can get. You've proven that you have some value for them. However, they stay because of who they become in the process. So that goes back to my point what, the first question that you asked me, which was like, why do I do what I do? Like, it is like a mission for me to develop, help develop people to become their best self. And if that's just, they want to be a really great mom or a really great employee or a really great business owner, or maybe they want to go conquer the world. I, that's what I'm passionate about doing. So how are you developing people who are, once they step into your world, once they get into relationship with you, once they join forces with you, who are they becoming in the process? Because that's why they're going to stay. That's why they're going to continue to be in relationship with you. So I'll pass it back over to you, Justin, because those are just two things that just hit me so hard. That's all I've been thinking about this entire week. What are the strength of my conversations in my relationships and who are people becoming in the process of being in relationship with me? I love that so much. I mean, to give people context, like man and I have never met, right? We've spent probably hundreds of hours at this point together and I can directly attribute growth in my business to, to her right off this platform. And, you know, I've spent hundreds of hours with a lot of you here too. And I can say the same thing about all of you and being cognizant of who you're letting into your ecosystem is very important. And then I think Ramon said it earlier, all these books that I'm mentioning, like these are all mentors, right? Some of them are my like real, real life mentors. Others, I mean, I have photos on my wall of the people that inspire me. And I'm like, when I get tired and I don't want to do the thing, I look up and I'm like, oh yeah, they're there. Or I see Glenn you know, with his headphones, I kind of cocked to the side smiling, I'm like, all right, let's go, right? It's, it's the people around you that may push you when you need that. And I think people have this, this thought that I can't do that, because that person's got more energy than me, or, you know, I've got this happening in my life, too. It's, trust me, we all have things that hinder us, right? And if we all just relied on our own strength, we would collapse. It just, you wouldn't be able to sustain the pace at which 
you're going to want to execute to accomplish the things you want to accomplish, but you are more powerful. I promise you, you are beautifully and wonderfully made in, in every way, shape and form. And if you get around people that can pull that out of you, it's those little motivations and the, the little pushes that you'll get along the way that will open up new opportunities for you. And again, that's what this conversation is about, right? It's about future proofing your life and your business. Now, I talked about goals and vision. I talked about learning consistently over time. I do think you need to have some type of strategy of implementation. And this is from a guy that didn't for a long time. I just kind of just did the thing and I, I ran and worked my butt off and I kind of just did it by running through a brick wall. But I promise you, I, I probably could be further ahead had I had a concise plan in the beginning. So there's two strategies in a book that I'm going to share with you. And this is like Amanda's world in terms of systems and operations. So I'm going to let her speak to this for sure. You know, my two systems and strategies, I spoke with, uh, with David Hill yesterday. He asked me, you know, how do I keep all the craziness in my mind organized? Very simple strategy, mind sweep and time block. So I take all the crazy ideas in my head. I put them on a piece of paper, business, personal health, whatever. Then I actually export those to what I call a digital brain. So I have a Trello board. I've talked about this before. I have a couple columns. One says urgent, one says delegate, one says learn, one says build, one says create. And they're just a way that I can organize how I'm going to actually execute, right? And I have another list that says this week and another one that says someday. So my goal every day in my mind sweep is no more than six tasks on my urgent list. And I have to shuffle it off to my this week or my someday board if I can't, you know, if I have too many things that are going to go on that list. And then once I have them on my list, I put them in my calendar. It's not rocket science. Like I'm not a genius. I just take those things and I put them in my calendar and then I do those things. Then at night, 15 minutes, I look at my calendar. Did I execute the things I was supposed to? And the answer is no a lot of times, right? I maybe hit it 70% of the time, but my 70% is better than 95% of the world, I bet, because I just do it. And then once a week, I grab a coffee and I sit down for 30 minutes and I do a weekly mind sweep. I look at my whole week. What were my ambitions? What were my actions? Did they track to each other? Right. So I think it's very important to do those things. I've actually structured that in a PDF. I don't sell courses. I don't sell anything. It's just at justinconico.com so that you can download that because I give it to all my agents. It's, it's very effective. And I'm so willing to help people that if you actually send me a message, I'll explain the concept a little bit further. And we're going to drop another PDF um, around what my day planner looks like because I'm a crazy person. I want to share that with people. The book I want to share with you is Traction, the EOS System and Rocket Fuel. And actually, I'll throw one more in there called Scaling Up, and it's Mastering the Rockefeller Habits 2.0. Traction, like Ramon said, I want to mention it again, really gives you clarity around your organizational structure and then the departments that you need to have clarity on. And the good thing is, if you don't have an organization, that's okay. You are the organization, right? You are HR, you are marketing, you are sales, you are accounting. And the goal is to get to a place where you can bring people into proximity and put them in the right seats and, and build the community Amanda talked about, right? Like getting a community of people, both say virtually, but in-house is everything. So Amanda, can you expand on the organizational structure and systems and processes that you know people want to get to and give them a bit of a, a pathway if they're brand new to this? Yeah, I, I absolutely just love this topic. So if you're sitting in the audience right now and you're just like, I don't even know where to begin, right? Like, I know I want to have goals for next year and I don't even know what those should be or how I'm even going to plan them accordingly. It doesn't matter what level you're at. It doesn't, it, maybe you don't even have a business. Maybe you're an employee in an organization. I mean, you can use this, this same concept applies to your life. 
the first and in my opinion the the most critical thing to do is to gain clarity just be aware of where you're at right now so often we don't stop to find out where we're at right now we're just focused on where it is that we want to go because we listen to somebody in a clubhouse room who's got it all figured out and we want to be just like them and i want to have that same plan that they do and i think it's so important for you to gain extreme clarity as to where you're at so audit yourself at this moment and i think the best ways to audit yourself are simple where am i spending my time and where am I spending my money? And if you can't answer those two questions, then you need to put something in place immediately in order to start tracking that. If you're someone who's never time blocked before, never put anything on a calendar, or if you're someone who doesn't keep some type of budget or checks and balances or something as to where your money's going to, those would be the first two things that you're gonna implement immediately. And for the next 90 days, you're gonna be tracking that information. Because if we can't measure or if if we can't measure it, it doesn't exist essentially. And so how do you even know where you're going to go if you don't even know where you're at? So those would be the first two things for me. And then I love what you said about your mind sweep. For me, I have like a brain dump board. So I am I'm I'm probably one of the craziest people on the planet when it comes to time blocking. And I actually learned this from a mentor. And when he time blocks every single year, the first thing that goes on his calendar are the things uh, for family. So family vacations and family time are the close relationships in his life. Those go on his calendar and they go in permanent marker because they are not being erased. The second things that go on his calendar are things like speaking engagements, conferences, trainings or, or um, you know classes that he has to teach. And those go in pencil because the dates could could change from time to time. And then once he has clarity on those two things, now he knows exactly how much time he has left in the year to do the other things that he has to do for his business. And this is so key because how often do we go, all right, I'm going to sit down and plan out my goals for next year. And I know I've got 52 weeks. And really, we don't have 52 weeks. We know we're going to have vacations. We know someone's going to get sick. We know we already have, like, maybe someone's getting married, someone's having a baby, and we don't plan for those things. So we here we are planning goals for the next year based on a time frame that's not even realistic. And then all of a sudden, we start January 1, getting in action and doing those things. And we look up and we go, oh, my gosh, I've been working my butt off. How in the world is it that I'm still behind? And the reality of the situation is, is because we didn't allocate the proper time frame to the goal. We didn't do it right. So find out what those things are that are non-negotiables for you, those, those vacations, those personal relationship times, whatever it's going to be. Then determine what things am I obligated to in terms of conferences or education or learning. And then you have a very clear picture. What you thought maybe was 52 weeks time frame to, to achieve your goal in now might only be like 47 or 46 weeks. And then you can build your goals based off of that. And you work it backwards and know exactly what you're supposed to be doing every single day. And then when you wake up every single day, you know I have to do X amount of this and X amount of that and X amount of that. And then every day you can gauge, am I on track or am I, or am I behind? That setting yourself up for success time block wise. Now, in terms of prioritizing, I get it. I mean, I'm in a world where things are thrown at me every which way, every single day. Someone's pulling here. Someone wants that. Someone needs this. Someone needs that. And it's like, how do you cancel out that noise? So anytime something comes to me, whether it be an email or a text message or anything, I have a brain dumping board. And once a week, I go through that brain dumping board and I prioritize. What are the things that need to be done in the next 24 hours? What are the things that need to be done in the next week? And what are the things that need to be done in the next 30 days? And I file them away accordingly. And then there are times throughout my days or throughout my weeks where my time block doesn't go 
exactly like I planned it. Some, someone might cancel on me and I've got an extra 30 minutes or something might happen and now I've got a full hour on my calendar. So when those time blocks come up and I'm like, oh, I just found a free 30 minutes or a free hour, kind of similar to what just happened with Facebook, like, oh, Facebook and Instagram is down. Like people were actually twiddling their thumbs going like, what do I do now? This is the perfect time to go to those files that I just filed away. So when I find an extra 30 minutes or I find an extra hour in my calendar and I'm like, what can I do? I go straight there and I start knocking things out. What has to be done in the next 24 hours? What has to be done in the next week? What has to be done in the next 30 days? And I can start just knocking those things out. So those are two examples that have helped me like so much in my week. And then I'll say the third thing is, and this is the most underutilized thing, and I promise you it's one of the most effective things I've ever seen, I've done ever, and that is thinking time. Like, do you have it on your calendar to actually just drown out the noise and just think? Think about what happened last week. Think about a new initiative that you want for the next month. Like just thinking time, no interruptions, phone and computers are off. You're with your journal or your notepad or what I don't care if it's on the beach or under a tree or your feet on the grass, but just thinking time to decompress from the week, bring it, think about all the things that have happened and just give yourself that time. You gain so much clarity. If you just did one hour of thinking time a week, it will change your world. I promise. So I'll knock it back to you, Justin. Buff. I love this so much. I'm never going to get through all six because I do want to stick on this topic a little bit. And, you know, if you don't appreciate when Amanda gets fired up, then you can lose my number because that really gave me some clarity on things I need to restructure. And that, that portion about taking time to think, like you can habit stack, right? I, I paddleboard or I go fly fishing and that's actually time where I'm doing things that make my body and my mind healthy. But that's a lot of the times when I do my thinking, right? I can't take my phone with me and I'm standing in a river or I'm standing on the lake. If you can find places like that and do things that fill your cup, I promise you when you do your work, you're going to do it with a lot more passion and intent. And what she also said about the calendar and the scheduling, we do the exact same things. When I get brand new agents that come in and they're like, well, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. And I'm like, what do you love to do? And we sit down and we talk about, you know, look at your calendar and we put in all of the things that they love to do first. And then we look at, and you got a family. Cool. You're going to do one Epic trip a year. I want you to take three to four weeks off a year. You're going to do one quarter, an extended trip, right? You're going to take maybe five or seven days off. And then I'm going to say once a month, you're going to go away for a weekend. And once a week, you're going to do something that scares you. And it seems like a lot, right? It seems like a lot of time off, but I promise you, Again, like a lot of these times, I'm actually stacking other things into that time frame. But now my calendar is filled with things I love. And the number one reason people burn out, fail, it's usually because they resent the work because it's preventing them from doing the things they love to do. And then once you've built that calendar out, you realize that there's only so much time to do the work. You wake up with a sense of urgency and no excuses because you have those things in front of you, right? You can work at a level that you develop a cadence for and it's just like cardio like man I, I can't run for the life of me I got a bad hip there's a whole story there and it's constantly going through recovery right now but like I'm building up I'm building up I'm building up you can do the exact same thing in business the exact same thing in future proofing your business you know YouTube sounds scary to you start just start put one foot in front of the other and then go from there another thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap up the room is executing right and putting systems in place to start capturing a lot of these things. I think more than anything, if you're gonna future-proof your business, take it off the platforms. People wonder how, it's very simple. There's three tools, 
one, build an email list, right? So if you're in community or you have clients or customers, make sure you're putting their emails somewhere where you can value them and don't just start spamming people, organize them by tags and what's valuable to them, not you. Also, I'd suggest a CRM, so some sort of tool or database, and you can keep it really simple, phone numbers, emails, and then again, tagging so that you have that. You can back this up. I would recommend probably doing it once a quarter, and I would on-site, um, off-site, and then in the cloud. So just export the CSV file and then save the contact so that if those platforms ever go down and you never lose them, and then think about where your communities live. It can be like Facebook or it can be circle.so. There's a lot of different platforms. It can be in real life. It can be meetings that you do, right? But actually put tools in place and understand that as long as you make an effort to make real connections, the platforms need you more than you need them, right? If everybody leaves Facebook tomorrow, Facebook closes down despite what everybody thinks that, oh my gosh, they're the powerhouse, they're this, they're that. They are nothing without the users. YouTube is nothing without the creators. Clubhouse is nothing without the creators. Understand that you are all the inherent value, but you have to activate your value. You can't just hope that it's gonna work out, but I gotta pass it to the rainbow. Tamara is there. Tamara, can you take over? You are a ray of sunshine and I'm sure you're gonna crush it. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.